Hey guys, welcome back to the episode. This is a continuation of our last episode, so if you haven't already, go back and check that one out, because otherwise this won't make any sense. <laughs> Actually, it probably won't make sense anyway. Enjoy! So that's our first topic. Alright, welcome back guys. Our first topic is mine. I'm, awesome. I'm going to, um, I wanted to do... <laughs> Oh, we got to wrap it up already. <laughs> got to wrap it up. I'm sorry. Thank you, guys. Lonnie you really wants week. to play with this puzzle. I want to know what this fucking ball is for. The ball is not for anything it's, that you know of. It's to get you upset. You can play with it, but you have to pay attention. I, do, I can't play with mine because mine goes like this. It barely comes through. No, it's coming through a lot. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> well, he can't play with his either. Well, I guess he can. Never mind. The it's only sure. one that can be played with is John. Are you and sure about that? Yeah, I have jerk-off utensils. I don't think that's going to go over very well. That was actually the sound of me jerking off, not Jeremy drumming. Yeah. Let me let me get back to my... So I wanted... I had you guys write down 10 items. So I said, I wanted... <laughs> let, we got to let him finish. Let him finish. Uh, Eureka! No. <laughs> Eat it. Mm, eat it. <laughs> can't wait till you go through puberty and can't do that anymore. <laughs> I had you guys write down 10 items. Yep. So I said, I want you guys to, to, to design what's in your kill kit. This is your kill kit. Kill kit. You guys have Say wrote down a series fast. of items and we will go over those. So the thing I like about like these sorts of things, like this is very popular in a lot of movies, especially like action movies, some comedy stuff. Like name one. What? Name a movie where they kind of show each other's, like, kill kits. I don't know. Come, Batman, come on, man. <laughs> where he goes around and, he, like, I was especially, you know. Scream, it's a knife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he uses it more than ten times. Yeah, That's true. Sometimes 11. he stabs, other time he slashes. Sometimes he just straight jabs. Okay. Well, yeah, so there's, Pokes. in movies, there's always, like, those Twists. training Sometimes montage. He goes, <laughs> and cleans it. Yeah. And then on his... Garb yeah, or how garb. dirty would those costumes be? They wipe blood on them all the time. Uh, it's like drip, 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 falling them back to his right? huddle house. Like you can smell him coming Ew. from the other room. <laughs> One of my favorite things about movies and games is that the training montage or the kill kit or item selection where the protagonists ready themselves for a mission. They're usually oh, always like, oh. cheesy and snapping and fastening items or clothing in like place. Like Joe Schumacher's Batman's. <laughs> Mr. Schumacher, Mr. With the nipples. Yep. Yes. With the nipples and the butt and the crutch. Cr Typically, crotch. the movie off. song goes right there. This is usually like the... Yeah. The best of the best. So we got like Batman. We got Rambo. Shaun of the Dead. Stuff like that. Oh, did you just throw a wiener at him? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I call it too when I'm trying to have sex. I'm going to throw my wiener at you. Uh, so yeah. My topic was what's in your kill. You're gonna. Is that part of your? What's in your kill kit? Is your wiener part of? <laughs> there was a news story where like a guy was running from the cops and he cut off his own junk and threw it at the cop. Do you guys remember that? I thought I might. Have, what's the purpose? purpose? If I was chasing somebody and I cut well, off, well, it doesn't own, have a purpose anymore. They, they cut off their dick and threw it at me. I'm like, yep, you was win. He expecting yeah. it to it's be like, like, if like it hit you in the face. It's like. Was okay. he expecting be like, it to be like a, that. a banana peel or something? I don't, I don't know, know what just happened. You, like, you, you slip you, on someone's cock. Play playing Mario Kart <laughs> throwing dicks. That, that would, like, <laughs> that would break <laughs> me. Oh, Doyle rules. Doyle. <laughs> <laughs> that would break me. I mean, like, why do... I'm obviously not man your, enough for this. You threw your junk at me. Uh, 
You pick it up and like, throw it back fuck. at him. Detachable penis. Yeah, does it like it was bleed? He stepped out and he was like, bleed. Damn it, that should have been my pick for the movie. He should have. I would have fucking watched it a hundred times. Oh. That's gonna be my segment for the next one. We're just gonna have to watch it and we'll just do it in a thirty-minute segment. All right. So I want to know what, what's in your guys' kill kit. I want to know how efficient you guys are at going in and like this can be. Generally, this could be a specific thing. I wonder how many of the same we have. That's what I, I, I will highly doubt anybody's got shit on my list. I'm going to save yours for last because I feel like you might fuck. put some thought into it. I did. Lonnie? I feel like I did. Look, I'm a simple Yeah, okay, I'll go first. kind of man. I'll go first. Oh, boy. Simple kind of man. I can't do it. God, the, the right. uh, air that's coming out of me and John. <laughs> this house, do not light a flame. So my list of ten <laughs> things. So I got a, a, a karambit. A karambit. I already uh, say this. Me? It's a curved, <laughs> curved blade. blade, yeah. Great a sickle? For, kind of. It's, it's more like a, it can be collapsible. It's like a it can hand be a hand blade. blade. Yeah. A hand I know what he's knife. talking about. Very, then why the fuck did you ask? I, we, we tried to feel you important. You think Brian's going to know what that is? <gasps> uh, you're doing this <laughs> to Brian? As he's sharpening his, he's like, hey. hey come on, man. Aww. Oh, that's what this thing is. <laughs> but anyways. I'm going to get a text. Nope, didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a curd blade good for like offense and defense. Sometimes it has like a little finger handle that we can spin, ah, spin it around your hand the or something like that. lick? Good job. Pew, pew. Second. I'm gonna I'm gonna want a, uh, a lock pick. I was about to say a cock pick. <laughs> I'm glad wow. I didn't say that out loud. <laughs> wow. No description needed for that. Okay. <laughs> How many cocks are you picking? From? Are, you, are you killing Chuck? <laughs> I can get it open. Oh God! I can get it open in no time. <laughs> so well, you're uh, what is okay. it now? We are mature. A lock, a la, lock la, la, la. kit. La 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 lock pick. Anyways, my third thing, a can of Coke, because like it gets blood stains out of stuff, high acid, sugar levels and stuff like that. It can be multi-purpose. It's great to clean your toilets. Yes. Ah. Grappling hook. Yeah, we found that out. Dump a can of Kool-Aid or pop. Oh, yeah. 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 That's to see if you can leak, not to clean it. Number four, a grappling hook. Common ninja thing. You know, get up, get down. Sometimes you can use it to like thread it through like in a tree branch or something like that and use it as like a makeshift bed or something like that if you need to wait for long periods of time. Piano wire, common Italian thing. Flash paper, typical magic trick for diversion device. Hulk Hogan. Huh? Hulk Hogan, he's not against (laughs) Ultimate Warrior. It was terrible. It didn't go well. Google it. I got to check that out. Yeah, that yeah. never goes well in wrestling. No, the only like, person who does it, flash paper, halfway worth the shits, Chris Jericho. <laughs> yeah, and even then it wasn't that, yeah, good not that great. Hogan's is terrible though. But so typical magic trick of our diversion device. Many ninjas made use of trickery. That way they kind of like increased their legend. So it's like if you use, and that's what I like about like you know like Mori culture and ninjas and stuff like that. It's like they make I don't know if we want to say spectacles, but they have more of a performance with their attack. <laughs> Jeez, dude. Did you break it? <laughs> My wife is going to kill you. Crystal! <laughs> Jeremy broke Tupperware. She's dyeing her hair. She's like in a thong right now. So she's Wait, what? coming this down. This cookie's good. Yeah. What the fuck Anyways. is wrong through Tupperware, man? You broke it, man. Did you get those at NFM? I don't know. Are they made to break? No, I don't know. Well, it does. I'm just. I sing- can't see what it is. I've just been single for so long. I got a lot of. You're bleeding blood. Look at that muscle. 
All right, but yeah, no, I mean, with like ninjas and Did stuff you throw like that. that a cop? When they <laughs> act more fanciful or more like fanciful. mystic or something like that, it increases their legends. Like, oh my god, I'm not, I'm not touching that. That's a fucking dragon right there. It's like using shadow play or something else. You know, like flash paper. I'm gonna use that as something. I don't know. Uh, a banana. It's packed with potassium, essential mineral that carries many great health benefits, electrolytes I that misunderstood the assignment. counteracts <laughs> the effects of sodium, which helps with blood pressure, especially when you're in splinter cell-like positions. Also good for synthesizing protein and metabolizing carbohydrates. Banana. If you're waiting for long periods of time. Did you point at your crotch and say banana? By looking yeah. at me. Yeah. Eye contact at both of you Thank guys. Thank God. He got over me. Series <laughs> on to the next. Melatonin or some sort of sleep agent for myself if I need to pass out and like wait things. <laughs> or for somebody else if I need to bypass them. You I know? feel like we could literally open that closet over there and you probably have this stuff Don't packed do that. in a bag. Don't, Don't do, do that. that. That's what that thing is in the shower. Yeah. That's where he hides all his stuff. That's where his cockpit's at. His cockpit? A wind-up monkey. One of those little... The ones that clap? Yes. The cymbals? It can be for myself to play with or for a diversion. And last but like not least... Like in Toy Story? Yes. That was terrifying in Toy Story. It was. Ching, ching, ching. Yeah. That's How are you doing that? You need to be a ventriloquist. <laughs> oh, that was crazy. A Robert De Niro trip ventriloquist. <laughs> you gotta yep, do the, oh, you gotta the do non-visual. The, do the ching, ching. Why do you... Ching, ching. <laughs> 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 I, I can't. <laughs> and Your my, eyes my almost went ching ching. <laughs> oh, you can't oh. say that. You can't say that. Oh. <laughs> Tila tequila. Oh, jeez. <coughs> that was last week. Chippendale costume. Oh, Excellent diversion. <laughs> you don't know what hits you if somebody's sneaking up on you in a Chippendale costume. What is this list? Wasn't this list 10? I feel like you've been like 25. That was was all 10 of them. Wow. Okay, Lonnie, go. Okay, my 10 list. Uh, Number one, I have uh, a hypodermic needle with a small syringe. Did you guys write them down or put them on cards? Both. Both. Oh, okay. Um, I just put them on cards. Number two, I need a bottle of uh, seizure medication. Okay. Um, Number three, I need a current. To, To help? Uh, prevent a seizure or to induce a seizure? It's more of a mock bottle. Like Alka-Seltzer's? It's not used, but it's it's for a diversion. Okay. A diversion. I need a current 10-day weather forecast Okay. to yeah, find fair. out what the hottest day is going to be. Like print it out? Like on it, a map quest? It doesn't quest? have to be. It just I need it. All right. So something that will tell the I 10 need, day. I need it. To tell me what's going to be the warmest day. I need a current bus slash train schedule. Okay. That's number yeah, four. Guys. Number five, I need a I, set of. Mine's going to be so boring. I need a set of uh, wire cutters to disable a vehicle. Um, you num- have somebody specific in mind. Number yeah, six. This is number six, I need specific. candy or treats to distract a child or, or a John. pet. Number seven, I need very baggy, shabby clothing. Okay. So I feel like I'm in danger. Number Justin's eight. Justin's uh, apparel back in the early 2000s. I hacky sacked a lot. I didn't number, use that baggy Number stuff. eight, I need a Bible slash suicide note inside the Bible. Number nine. Some could say the Bible is a suicide note. Number nine. Uh, you mean that book of bedtime stories? <laughs> Where the dude gets raped by his daughters. Yeah. Yeah. Where they pray to a magic genie in the sky. Number nine. (laughs) I can't bring people. (laughs) He's going to do that later. Number nine. I need a newest 
copy of person's physical from their doctor. So the newest. That sounds easy. That would be difficult to get. I'm his dad. This is your target, though, I would imagine. My my targets, yeah. And then number 10, liquid eggs. Gross. That's mixed up. Not like a, yeah. You don't like those? Liquid eggs. That's all I use. Are room temperature. Doesn't matter. It's going to do its purpose eventually. All right. All right. So those are my 10 things. John misunderstood it, so he has a list of 10 people he's going to kill. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, John. Number one, Roger. Number yeah. two, oh, Roger. Number, number one, the guy who did the review on This Is Where I Leave You. That <laughs> 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 was all of us, wasn't it? <laughs> no, the fucking guy that... Oh, La La Land. Ch- Chatov. Chat- yeah, well, that's Chatov. Guy. Shape of Water. Chatev. Sh- yeah. How do you hate Shape of Water? Like, really? You don't like masturbation and or good movies. That... Continue. <laughs> so, mine's so boring compared to your guys' stuff, but I will start off with, you know, I need some trash bags. Preferably the outside ones, the black ones. Like a roll. With the, yeah, like okay. a whole box of them, because it's dirty. Along with that, though, I would need duct tape, but specifically black duct tape. Not the silver kind. Fucking the edgelord. The fucking... <laughs> I think the, you're so far you're on a good track. I like these ideas. Duct tape black. Also, I need plastic stretch wrap, but preferably the duck brand because it does hold better. Black? Like I'm thinking more of a Dexter thing. No, that one could be clear because it's going to be wrapped in the black duct tape and then put in the black trash bags. Gotcha. Jesus. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll need some needle nose pliers to usually pull out teeth because that's how most people get found. Right. And that's how they identify them. So you get rid of their teeth. You're going to grind you them. You don't have any. If I don't have those needle nose pliers, I can also use an ice pick to take out their eyeballs as well. I'm trying to remove fingernails, teeth, and eyeballs. I feel like that's how people get recognized. I need a sharp knife, obviously. Just any knife. It doesn't have to. It could be one of your, you know, the one that you use. It could be just a fucking little kit to carve pumpkins that you get at Walmart. I don't care. I just need a sharp object. Cut some things. Those are plastic. Probably to cut the tape, <laughs> really, because I can almost never rip the duct tape. <laughs> if we're being honest here. Dentures will fall right out. Then I need bleach because that's obvious. Laundry, yeah. But also with that, another item, a black light. So I can make sure that I got all the blood and anything else. And semen. Because there will definitely be semen in a murder. Oh, yes. There will be semen. Uh, Like Lonnie, I will also need a Bible because, you know, I sympathize. If you want to pray to your imaginary genie in the sky, then that's fine. And... The last item on my list is a stuffed animal with one of those hidden compartments For like a gun. inside of it. No, to put the teeth and the eyes and the okay. fingernails in. and then They'll never look there. I need some nine irons no. and some ice cubes. <laughs> it must be my bird. <laughs> 47. So yeah, those are my 10 items. A little more specific and not as imaginative as some of you guys, but... Very well. Jeremy. All right, hang on, my uh, okay. So, my list is probably could be stupid, I don't know, but what are you, every 90s man? <laughs> Sorry. So, I feel Sorry. like you need something if you're going to be killing something, some wear something that's inconspicuous that no one would really care about that would think is stupid. So, first thing in my bag would be a ghost face mask. Wow. <laughs> wow. I like that. Um, he's finally coming wow. around. Number two. Then I would put it need... on and he would fucking just fall in love. That's what would happen. <laughs> Number two. I would uh, need some of Justin's frozen DNA in his freezer to thaw out <laughs> and put all over the crime scene to kind of 
What's what sort I'm looking frame you? Incriminate. I guess. Incriminate. Yeah. Yeah. Number three, I need a copy of Bill Cosby's best-selling book entitled "Have a Drink on Me" for helpful wow. tips. <laughs> Number four, is that a thing? No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it is now. Number four. Two different colors of pantyhose, not to wear on my head and face, but to cut holes in them like Jeff Hardy and wear them on my arm. <laughs> and also with that would be you a, already have that would be a, C, a CD that's got the Hardy Boys theme on loop to pump me up. Are you going to go save your brother? But first, you have to dance before you get to the ring. Yes. <laughs> Number oh, shit. number five. Oh shit, Matt's dying. <laughs> I would need some of John's wadded up tissues from his room with his dried DNA on shit, it to leave at the crime scene. I don't use tissues. I use underwear. Whatever's laying near me. You know, I'm not picky. I just let it dry uh, on me and <laughs> rub it. So all flakes go Shoot it into my belly button. I Make had, a game out of it. It was my wife's underwear that was supposed to be yours that you dirtied. Ew. On, on oh, board. yeah. They were hanging. So. Well, you threw it on me and... Oh, those, no, I threw those, it on him. Yes, yeah, those I like, like the running joke where you, you, you like pick something out of your mouth. Yeah. like something. Number six, my zoo pass because why not? You never know when you're going to have a hankering to go to the zoo. I go all the time. Number seven, a thigh master. No explanation needed. Use your imagination with that one. Number eight, a couple of Lonnie's Bassmasters fishing magazines to leave at the crime scene with his DNA on the pages. Wow, he really wants to fucking brain the shit out of this yeah. whole podcast. I want it to be mine. Number nine, a picture of Matt Reif to remind myself that I am not a douchebag like him. And number 10, my ruby red slippers in case things get crazy and I need and to, to click my heels together and say there's no place like home. There's no place like home until I am transported back to my home. Huh. You were there and you were there. So you guys are reading all these off get and I'm kind of... What I did is I designed a game slash story thing that I will be um, a stab lib. Yes, in a sense. <laughs> so Eat your I, like, I love playing those video games where you, you get to select your weapon. And it's like, hey, like Hitman or, or Tenchu. Like Tenchu was my very first PlayStation Gesundheit game. Thing. And it's, it's a ninja game. So and it's like you get more points if you use less items or if you're undetected and stuff like that. It's mm. like. Espionage and sneaking stealth, Espionage. those are usually like my sorts of games. Mm-hmm. And the story is sort of, it tries to go that way. So I wrote a story about all four of us. Uh-oh. And I will read this one to you. Do you so, need our cards yet? All right. So I had you guys write down some cards. You guys will all be in charge of your cards. These are going to come into play sometime during the story, periodically, I should say. Hopefully we mix them up because yes. I just did. They, they will be randomized, and then there will be some times where we have more time, and that person will have to look through and pick the best or if they, the most fucked up one and see how it plays out. We'll see. So it's kind of like a bit of Dungeons and Dragons, a little bit of, I don't know if you want to, a little bit of everything here. Hmm. We might have a, a little bit of discussion or chatter back and forth, but I'm going to follow primarily through like this little story. So, and I, I've, I've been, I haven't proofreaded it. I don't know how it's going to proofread. Thank you. Proofreaded it. <laughs> I didn't proofread it. <laughs> Great. I, I felt English. That's impossible. But I'm in danger. I'm told I correct you guys too much. I know. I'm just trying to be better. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. Anyways, so four of us are tasked out to infiltrate a top security compound. We have our own kill kits. So all 10 of these is our kill kits. Yeah, so these are fit with our own personalized methods of executing a task. In order to accomplish this task, which has two primary objectives, it would be more efficient to break into teams of two. So one task is to retrieve an item, and the other will be to eliminate a target. 
I want to eliminate a target. All right. Well, this is going to be... We'll roll for this one. See, roll for initiative. Yeah. I just claimed it. We're going to see how this goes here. Fuck you. All right. Oh. And Justin... Sorry, first. I dropped it. Am I the only person on this fucking podcast who knows how to flip a coin? Ready? I know how to flip uh, a coin. What, what is happening? Is that a fucking clown nose? It turned into a ball. Oh, God. This fucking guy in his flash paper over here. <laughs> All right. I want to do it so bad. <laughs> do it. No. All right. So the four friends, Jeremy, John, Justin, and Lonnie, had always loved playing tactical games together. They would Lonnie, often change spend- your name to a J, by the way. <laughs> Johnny for hey, the night. Hey, that's too close. Sorry, right, continue, We're going to be here until midnight. Yeah, I'm sorry. They would often spend hours strategizing and executing intricate plans and games like Rainbow Six and Ghost Recon. Actually, they've never once done any of that. Either way, when they heard about a real-life opportunity to put their skills to the test, they couldn't resist. The compound they were targeting was located on the outskirts of the city, hidden in plain sight. It was rumored that the facility held a valuable item that had been missing for years, and it was believed that the item was located inside the compound. Furthermore, there was a high-value target that needed to be taken care of, and the four friends were the ones who had been tasked to eliminate him. The four of them spent weeks planning and preparing for the mission. They went over the blueprints of the compound, studied the guards' routines, and even practiced their infiltration techniques. They knew that the slightest mistake compromised the entire mission, and they were determined to make sure that everything went according to plan. On the day of the mission, the four friends met at the rendezvous point. A few miles from the compound, they could see the side gate from the hill. Remember the plan, guys, Justin says, as he's packing the last of the kill kits into the modified rental cab. Plan? Lonnie utters, looking confused. Plan? <laughs> yes, motherfucker. The blueprints we've gone over a dozen times back at my place with the schematics and my that kids' toys like an and stuff. Conversation we're having. <laughs> Remember the map on the MacGyver table thing? Lonnie defends. I wasn't paying attention. You expect us to remember all that? John speaks up. All I remember is two adjacent rooms look like boobs. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> Nippleless boobs. Jeremy looks over the hill, trying to take in the overlay on the site from the vantage point. I wrote everything down, but I left in my other notebook. Did you not consider that this place has security gate? How are we supposed to get in? Justin getting increasingly agitated. Are you fucking serious? Why do I... Of course I know there is a security gate. It was a part of the model I made back at my place fashioned out of pretzel sticks, but you fucking ate them. Justin hurries and tries to explain once more the plan. Jeremy will be the driver. The rest will break off just before Sightline, where Lonnie and Justin will grab their kill kits and enter through the rear. Upon explanation, John laughs at this part. Yep. <laughs> I almost did right now. <laughs> John also exits the vehicle and takes both Jeremy and his own kill kit through a side entry. Jeremy will drive through the main entrance, passing the few guards where his vehicle will be checked. John and Jeremy will meet up to penetrate the front. John also laughs at this explanation, too. <laughs> they made their way to the compound's perimeter, and there that's when they split up. Jeremy and John were tasked in sneaking past the guards at the front gate, while Justin and Lonnie would scale the walls and try to find a way in through the roof or air vents. Huh? You guys Spider-Man or what? Something like that. We're going to try. So John casually strolls towards the side of the wall, looking for anywhere to gain access. After only a few seconds, he notices a large scale of spray-painted lettering that reads Secret Entrance with an arrow pointing to a dark walkway. He's in. Jeremy dims his headlights and is greeted at the gate by two large Slovakian-looking men. They motion him to pop the trunk. All shuffle. So, shuffle your cards right now. All shuffle our cards and pick a random card. All right. <laughs> 
I have a Chippendale costume. Um, I have a ghost face mask. Needle nose pliers. I have a bus schedule. What, what do we want to use? The ghost face mask. Ghost face mask. <laughs> what are we doing? We're just going to pick one of these items, and then we're going to set this item, this card to the side. This one's gone. Although those needle nose pliers, whoever had those, would have been awesome. Okay. Yeah. Do, that's should we done. do needle nose then? No, it's... Oh, it I think I like ghost face. Okay. If it's, if it's something that it's, we're putting away and it's gone... It's gone. We can't use it. I would I would probably say the butt... Do like, we want a mole again? Like, this sounds like a thing where it's gone and we don't need it. Like, this sounds worthless. It doesn't matter. It's... Yeah, I would say get rid of mine. I mean, it's going to be worthless. Yeah. What is this? I have the bus at slash train schedule. Hmm. I would say mine's the most useless... But there's there's guards. Who the fuck knows? (coughs) I like Ghostface. We're going to go with Ghostface Mask. Okay. Yeah, we'll listen to Justin because he's the one who made the fucking game. (laughs) Yeah, right. Should I put the needle nose pliers back in my stack? No, keep it out. Keep it out. Have a discard pile or something. Oh, I discharge pile. (laughs) Ew. (laughs) Ew. Can I get some of that? Yeah. Yeah. They'll help with your sinuses. The armed guard. Whatever the fuck's happening to you. The armed guard notices a picture of their boss in a ghost face mask and in broken English asks Jeremy to answer. After the brief encounter, the guard allows Jeremy to enter. What did you say to the, you know? What did he say to me? He's asking you, he's like, why, why the, why the, the fuck f- do you say? Why the fuck do you have a ghost face mask in a picture of my boss? Uh, I'm a photographer. I'm here to take pictures. What is a ghost face mask for? Uh, nothing. It's stupid. Oh, you no. lie. It's, it's generic. Nobody. You have stupid Dick. face. Well, you lie. Thank you. Generic. You may proceed. Says the guy who likes the hockey map. <laughs> but there's very many different styles of that hockey map. There's very different styles of the ghost face mask. Mm. One glows in the dark. After the brief encounter, the guard allows Jeremy to enter. Jeremy tries to calm his elevated heart rate and churning stomach. He pulls to a shadowy area and takes a breath. Hey, fucker. John scares him at the driver door with the window still down. What the fuck? Jeremy reacts. John catches a whiff. You shit yourself? Yep. Shut the fuck up. Jeremy wiggles out of the seat and closes the door. <laughs> Onto the shadowy part of the parkway. Give me my case, he continues. So John made it away. He had two cases. He's giving Jeremy his case. John compares the cases for a second and hands one he knows is not his own. Meanwhile, Lonnie and Justin find a dark area with a few potential entrances and a few patrolling guards in the area. Justin motions to hold on a second as he listens to the surroundings. He sees no cameras or artificial light from the side of the wall and can hear water moving just beyond the barrier wall. Sweet, Justin whispers. The water will help mask any sound we make from this side. What? Lonnie shouts. Justin gives him a what the fuck dude piercing look. Oh hey, there's a door right here behind those blue vines, Lonnie continues. You mean brown? Justin corrects. Whatever, Lonnie says, accompanying with a finger. Justin inspects the door. I get it. Looking for wired because he's colorblind. Yes. Okay, yes. <laughs> and it's done. Glad we cleared that yes. up. <laughs> Justin inspects the door for wires and contraptions that might trigger anything. Once feeling satisfied and secured, he swings his kit around in front of him and goes to the pocket. His kid? His kit. <laughs> yeah, his kill kit. Kids are holding all the items. <laughs> he swings them around. Come here, girl. So I swing the, the bag around to my front where I keep my lockpick tools. Wait. Lonnie keeps guards standing in the open in flip-flops and a neon orange reflector vest. <laughs> uh, That's what I jerk off in. Justin utters. Lonnie looks concerned. What's up? This isn't my bag. Justin says in a controlled panic as he starts to remove the bag strap. Lonnie and Justin stare at each other for a moment in shock. 
Justin's eyes goes to Lonnie's kill kit, and Lonnie quickly drops his bag to the open the main zipper. This one isn't mine either, Lonnie laughs. Justin interjects, well, whose kill kit do I have? Justin pulls out a clean pair of underwear and in a quick, disgusted look, tosses them into the darkness. Ah, fucking gross. <laughs> I think I know whose kill kit I got, Lonnie murmurs as he holds up a stack of porno mags with a ribbon wrapped around him that says emergency. Damn it, John. They both utter <laughs> I feel in like unison. both of those are my bets. <laughs> uh. Justin's still anxiously waiting to get beyond this door. He digs into his bag and pulls out an item. Jeremy, select a card at random. <laughs> a thigh master. <laughs> to no avail. The thigh master doesn't work on the door. Lonnie. Weird. <laughs> Lonnie defeatedly says, well, it looks like it's up to John and Jeremy. Let's head back to the rendezvous spot. Justin looks timidly at Lonnie. Are you fucking serious? No, we got to go in there. Justin looks around and notices a water pipe that goes up and over the wall. That's it. Justin says, pointing to the pipe. We can use that to scale over. Here, hand me that. Before Justin can finish, he notices Jeremy's kill kit thrown over the wall in the patrolled area. What the fuck? Justin says with his eyes. Time is of the essence, so instead of arguing, Justin leaves Lonnie a stern glance and braces the pipe as he starts climbing like a monkey. He peeks his head over to the top and notices an immaculate garden with guards every few meters away from each other. There's a walkway that leads to a door and greenery to use as cover onto the garden lights. Justin plans to scurry over the wall and unlock the door from the inside to let Lonnie through. Justin spots the kill kit that landed in the garden pond, causing ripples and minor commotion from the hired men. He times his movements as soon as the closest guard is about 150 feet away faces his back. Justin swings over the wall and climbs down the vines and rock formation and drops into the shadow. Hey, Lonnie says just behind Justin. God damn it! Justin jolts in a scared hush. How the fuck did you get in here? We actually didn't try the door. It was unlocked the whole time. <sighs> Lonnie calmly says, standing exposed in the light. Justin urges him to stand in the shadows as he retrieves a soaked bag. Meanwhile, John and Jeremy have already realized they don't have their own kill kits as well. Jeremy has gone over his bag trying to figure out where one specific item is. John has already come to terms that his bag isn't his as he packs the last of what seems like random items. What are you even looking for? Don't worry about it, Jeremy blurts, already being a party pooper. I swear something smells like shit, John says casually. Just then, radio chatter is heard close by. Jeremy realizes they are closer to the main entrance than expected, and John hides behind the car knowing he's not supposed to be seen. John motions to Jeremy with two fingers and points to the entrance as Jeremy notices two armed guards by the steps around the bushes. We gotta take those guards out, Jeremy states. I'll back you, John responds as he reaches in his bag and pulls out. Uh, actually, I can, you can pick this one by choice. You have more time. Let's do the crombit. Okay. So, John pulls out the crombit. Oh, that's right, because you have his back. Yes. Right. Yeah, I was like, there you are. So Jeremy and John both look at the karambit, and John shrugs his shoulders in whatever fashion. Jeremy follows and pulls out. Lonnie, pull out a weapon for Jeremy. Wire cutters. Wire cutters. Oof. This will have to do, Jeremy says. Luckily for John and Jeremy, the entry gate guards are just out of sight for the compound guard at the exterior of the building entrance. Being that guards on the premises with communication are expecting a single person, John takes to the shadows all the way around the parking lot as Jeremy tries to calmly take the walkway to the stairs. John tries to hide in the bushes to avoid being seen as he watches Jeremy to wait for his signal. John has a greater distance to travel and notices Jeremy anxiously rushing things. A patrolling guard approaches towards Jeremy and he can feel his heart rate elevating. Jeremy wipes his clammy hands on his pants and tries to avoid eye contact. This guard saw him come in but didn't see him park. 
He casually makes his way past Jeremy with a minor alert level, and uh, the guy seems to take a whiff and makes an unpleasant sound. Jeremy awkwardly blurts out, Good morning, ma'am, or sir, and immediately realizes his mistake as he's mentally scolded himself. The armed guard continues down the path of the perimeter lights. Jeremy approaches the bottom of the stairs as he looks up to two more guards looking directly at him. He weighs awkwardly and begins to scale the steps ungainly. John finally breaches past some brush line, able to see Jeremy and the two guards above him in a hidden area off the side of the railing. He makes the attempt to climb the rail while the guards are both focusing on Jeremy to settle behind the row of potted bushes on the elegant porch entry. Jeremy is relying on John to take his position, but not confident he will in time as he keeps saying, I'm going to die, I'm going to die, I'm going to die to himself. In plain English, but with a slight accent, the guard on the first step raises his weapon towards him and says, Stop right there. Who are you? With, what's, with the, the, what's in the bag? What? Jeremy utters. The bag. What's in the bag? Continues the guard. Speak English, Jeremy says. I am speaking English, funny man. As he approaches Jeremy and grabs the strap of Lonnie's kill kit with his rifle and aiming it towards him, the other guard taking aim as well as the engaging guard yanks the bag and a bottle of suntan lotion falls all the way back down the steps from Jeremy's bag there, or at least Lonnie's bag. The guard a bit confused as a stench seeps past his nose and then from the side they hear, Oosh! <laughs> as John tries to create a diversion distracting their attention, Jeremy springs into action and deflects the barrel with his arm and a bag strap as he, with the wire cutters, wire cutters takes him out, throws him over. The far guard averts his attention back to the commotion with Jeremy after he took out the guard and dumped him over the railing steps, disposing his body in the bush. Jeremy and the other guard lock eyes and his loaded weapon seemingly in slow motion. His front size raises towards Jeremy's midline. Time nearly stops as Jeremy's eyes widen. He can hear his own heartbeat, his stomach churning, thinking... This is it. In that very moment, John rushes to the rescue as the guard is focused directly on Jeremy. John raises his hand high, and in a non-conventional method of defense, he smacks the guard's ass really hard, disconnecting any affixed synapse in this situation. The guard riddled with confusion, unaware of what to do in this situation. He turns to face John, holding a karambit. John pulls the guard's body past the potted plants after he takes him out. I could get used to this, John says. Jeremy awkwardly ascends the last few steps as he doesn't want to bend his legs too much. Do you step in something? John asks. Shut up. Let's get in before someone sees us. Jeremy holds up the badge he snagged off the guard to bypass security entry areas. The buzz through the entrance, standing in a high orderly vestibule, Jeremy immediately spots a moving camera. On the way towards its return position, he quickly reaches in his bag and grabs... Uh, or no, sorry. This will be Lonnie, yeah. Lonnie, go ahead and... Pick a random card. Seizure medication. <laughs> he quickly reaches in his bag and grabs seizure medication. He throws it and it shatters at the camera. Uh, the camera is disabled. Good job, right. buddy. Lonnie and Justin scan the courtyard, watching for movement and patrol patterns, seeking to find the fastest way to breach inside the compound. If we stay around the water away from the open field, we should be able to avoid being caught, Justin directs using his hand gestures. You sure we should be doing this? Lonnie asks. We got it. John and Jeremy are probably already stuck inside. We're all counting on each other. Wait, hold on. Did Lonnie have my bag? Yes. So should we have drawn from my bag on that situation? Huh? The camera thing. Doesn't he take from the bag that he has? I'm confused. Uh, sorry. He, Lonnie has... Sorry, Jeremy has... Lonnie's bag. So you threw it. Yes. Oh, okay. That's yes. where I was confused. Sorry. We said Lonnie and I might bring him to Lonnie in the story. 
My your fault. Brain, my fault. My fault. Sorry, guys. I broke the immersion. Always go to me because I'm me. So we're all counting on each other. Justin responds. Lonnie takes a beat and seriously asks, "Should we ask for direction? There's a guy right there." Justin yeah. takes a second. Why looks. am I the stooge in this? <laughs> <laughs> That's just how the story's no. written. I don't write it. <laughs> Justin takes a second and looks Lonnie in his stupid face, and then begins to creep. <laughs> <laughs> Begins to creep toward the building, away from the closest guard. Stay low, he tells Lonnie and utters, fucking amateurs. Justin skirts slowly across the premises, trying to control where his shadow is cast. Premises. Premises. <laughs> he uses expert timing, trying to move only when a light source is between direct line of sight the yard guards. Knowing that any light will diminish whatever night vision your eyes have adapted to, he closes one eye to maintain his night vision when he has to look in lighted directions. If you stay lower, your vision will be more illuminated, Justin adds. Try squatting as low as you can and move like a cat. He continues moving, expecting a response. After a second, Justin stops, sensing no sound or movement behind him. He looks back and only sees the wet drops marking the path from the soaked kill kit slung across his back. Hey, stop right there, a voice is heard. Justin looks over and watches as Lonnie is casually walking up to a guard with both hands up. Having a seizure. As the flip-flops smack his feet during each step. What the fuck is he doing? Justin nervously forces under his breath. I said stop, the guard says, readying his weapon. Oh, hey there, Hoss. No need for that, Lonnie says. Justin panics, seeing Lonnie continue to walk towards his own demise. He reaches in his bag and grabs whatever weapon he can. The first thing in his fingertips can grip, he pulls out. Jeremy, randomly select Random? a weapon. Yeah. Okay. Um, Wait, who's pulling this out? I'm pulling this out. Oh, you are. Lonnie's walking up to a guard, That's and I, I have to like... <laughs> Ruby red slippers. <laughs> I take ruby red slippers. Yeah. Yeah, Lonnie said, my buddy and I are just trying to find a way into the rob the joint and kill your Justin. Lonnie's flip-flop snags a rock as he trips forward, raising the weapon, pushing the guard back. Fuck. The guard trips, turns as he falls and attempts to catch his balance. As he catches his chin, the safety chain that borders the pond, a loud crack is heard as Lonnie stands there freaked. And he watches an item the ruby red slippers whiz by Lonnie's face <laughs> disappearing in the darkness Lonnie looks into the opposite direction and sees Justin standing in a graceful ninja pose and waves and smiles at him as he crosses the field to meet up Justin quickens his pace to meet in the middle trying to whisper loud enough for Lonnie to hear get the fuck down get the fuck down what the hell are you doing these are the bad guys quit trying to make friends with the enemy Lonnie squats down and replies what I'm sorry I'm sorry <laughs> sorry Hold on. Lonnie, Lonnie squats down. He replies, what? I'm sorry. I'm running out of shit to throw at you. You got to reach into his bag. We got to get to... No, no, no. no. We got to get to the roof, Justin says. Well, there's a fire escape right there, Lonnie points out. Justin and Lonnie looks to the fire escape that would not normally be visible at the time of night, but the reflections off the water seem to ripple oddly off the ladder. Damn it, there was a guard up there, Justin says, almost hesitantly. Do you got anything you can use? Just wasted a perfectly good ruby red slippers. <laughs> John, pick a weapon of choice for, for Lonnie. Blacklight. Lonnie considers some items and pulls out a blacklight. <laughs> they get closer, crossing the field, taking the shadow to the fire escape, knowing that the guard is distracted staring and chuckling at his phone. It's certain he's watching a video of something. Oh, With no. his, his attention averted, Lonnie positions himself below and throws a black light. 
knocking the phone out of his hands. <laughs> hey! The guard reacts as he goes to try to save it, but his gear makes him top heavy and he goes over the railing, falling and cracking his neck. Just feet in front of the two. There's a second person who's cracked their neck right there. Jesus. Why do they keep doing that? Lonnie quizzically questions. <laughs> a stupid face. <laughs> Justin shrugs as he cinches his kill kit tighter around the body. He jolts two or three steps forward, jumping to the wall and off reaching the ladder. He scales the ladder to the top and holds the mechanism to feed it down without any audible alarming clicks. The ladder reaches the bottom and Justin sees Lonnie poking the mangled body in the dick with a stick. <laughs> Dude, let's go. On the roof, there's an air duct. There's an air duct in a security area fenced in and locked with a master lock. Lonnie and Justin both search their bags for anything that could break or pick it open. Both of you guys, find something for Lonnie and me to try to get this thing open. To pick a lock? We yeah. can just pick anything? Anything that might break or pick a lock open or something like that. Ice pick. You got an ice pick? Um, uh, a copy of Bill Cosby's best-selling book. Jesus. Have a drink on me. Have a drink on me. <laughs> okay. Justin gets back and he takes the lock and then he slams the book down on the lock. Yeah. It opens. What? Good. After dismantling the you put the put yeah, <laughs> after dismantling the entry camera, John and Jeremy examine the main hall for, for the guards and taking turns peeking back and forth behind corners and checking up stairways. A large white room with pillars, a double wrapping staircase which leads to a more advanced secured area, and another just below it. Jeremy notices them and points them out. These ones require retina scans, so we either have to bypass the system or find another way through. John finds some photos on the wall as he leans in looking intently at them. Jeremy notices John and assumes they are tracking on the same page as he asks. You think we could use a picture to try the scanner on? John responds, no, but I give her tits a seven and a half. Nice. Focus, John. Jeremy snaps, we need to get through this. On this <laughs> what? It's a nice set on her, John says as he takes a sweeping glance across the room. Oh, twist that candlestick. Jeremy <laughs> looks at John. As though that was a stupid to ask, but what's the harm? Jeremy takes a step towards the staircase and notices the mechanism on this candlestick holder has a rotary. Jeremy turns the candlestick 90 degrees and a gust of air swooshes under one side <laughs> as the staircase revealing a, he a hidden passage with a light at the end. Well, that's cliche. John stands watching unfazed. How the fuck did you know that? Jeremy asks. I didn't. This just looks like a Bruce Wayne house. Kind of predictive. <laughs> The candlesticks makes faint clicks as it's slowly returning to its vertical position. We better get moving, huh? John says. Jeremy jumps to it and crouches down and goes to crawl through as John follows. After a few steps falling through a secret path, John breaks the silence. Aw, you fucking shit yourself, didn't you? <laughs> Jeremy embarrassed. John, shut the fuck up. You did. You fucking shit yourself. You shit yourself, Aww, you son man. of a bitch. <laughs> John chuckles, wafting his hand past his nose. <laughs> Jeremy sees as he turns his head back. John, I'm serious. Shut it. It's seeping through your pants. I can see it. John eggs on. Reaching boiling point. Jeremy reaches into his bag. Lonnie, pick a random weapon. A weather forecast. <laughs> As Jeremy turns, crouched in his narrow entryway, he holds a weather forecast to John with harmful intent in his eyes. John looks at the weather forecast and laughs. What are you planning on doing with this? Jeremy takes a beat, realizing he's just traded places with his ass. Ah, oh, damn. It is bad, isn't it? Jeremy says, much calmer. I have an extra pair of underwear in my bag, wherever the hell that is. 
As Jeremy goes to turn back around, he notices ass smeared across the wall, leaving residue, and stops himself <laughs> before sliding into it. By reflex, he uses the weather forecast, forecast to wipe it off. Ugh. Well, that's done, Jeremy says as he reluctantly drops the item. An unexpected voice. 20% chance of shit. <laughs> <laughs> An unexpected voice speaks just outside the exit. That was a crappy joke. The screen came for there. It's just a wall, leave it. A different voice responds. Everyone is meeting in the command room for briefing. We got to go. Is that now? I hope they have Vatrushka again. Medicine for God. <laughs> <laughs> John and Jeremy look at each other with wide eyes, holding their breath. Jeremy's stomach begins to gurgle again. <laughs> John points at him in a fervent manner, shaking his head no. Nope. They, they hear the combat boots just beyond the wall walk off. At the end of the access space, they see an indentation of the side wall that looks like a button. Jeremy takes a second and looks to confirm with John as he goes to press it. A tiny gust of air sounds, but there's no movement. Jeremy tries again. John taps Jeremy and then try to move past each other in the small space. John attempts to press it while pushing on the end wall, which looks like it moves. John has the bright idea of using a tool to reach in his bag and pulls out. Pull out a grappling hook. Nice. He lodges the grappling hook into the door, giving it a little space and presses the button again. The door gusts open violently. It sends the grappling hook whizzing inches past Jeremy's face. They look at each other, looking back and forth at the new entry, recently closed door behind them. Fuck it, just go, Jeremy urges. They have arrived to an even wider area that almost hurts the eyes. It's hard to see any corners, but as their vision slowly adjusts, they have to follow the contrasting tones from the ceiling and the floor. Muffled voices are heard and a long window with at least 40 armed large guards sit socializing as if waiting for something to commence. We have to sneak past them, John says. Why does my stomach have to be doing this right now, Jeremy questions. <laughs> they begin to duck down, crawling on hands and knees under the rows of windows like a school cafeteria area. Meanwhile, on the roof, they pass the security roof. fence with the Bill Cosby book and the ice pick. Ice pick. Ice pick. Okay. Justin examines a network of wires attached to a beacon directly next to a probable entry. You know what you're doing there, bud? Lonnie asks. I'm pretty sure, Justin says. There's a wire schematic next to this panel, which Justin takes a second to look over confidently. When I was in the military, I was a general mechanic. Reading a wire diagram was pretty easy. If I am right, this should bypass the security. Justin switches the silver panel to toggle switch. A small red light comes on. What does that mean? Lonnie asks. The light here? I don't know, Justin says. He switches it back to one, then two, then one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. We're good? Lonnie asks again. Meanwhile, John and Jeremy are halfway crawling below between the windows, and the bright white walls are painted with red light as security alarms work and shuts off. Jeremy and John look up towards the windows and a gang of armed Slovakian looking men, mean men, are looking directly at them. Why are they all Slovakian looking? A battered roar is heard as they all rush towards the door near the window they've already passed. Run! Jeremy screams. The adrenaline rising, he swears he felt something tumble. They both haul ass down the hall past the corner. An elevator and a staircase is just beyond. Jeremy calls the elevator as John tries the door. He opens the door and he can hear a battle cries coming down the steps. The elevator begins to open. They jump inside. The door is taking forever to close as they watch killers sliding in greenish brown sludge across the corner. The men get up and dart the closing elevator. 
John looks at Jeremy's pant leg as a wet trail has stained his jeans. <laughs> he did it again. <laughs> that one wasn't as pronounced, but yeah. it sounded wet. He pulls the neck of his shirt to his nose. You fucking shit yourself again, John screams, not wanting to be trapped with the stench as the door closes. Back on the roof, Lonnie and Justin is fiddling with the vent doors. Lonnie reaches into his kill kit and pulls out a... John? Uh, sharp knife. Sharp knife. Hey. <coughs> Here, let me try this one, Lonnie says as he begins to wedge it into the vent. Stop right there, a voice is heard behind them as Lonnie jumps, jarring the vent, flinging the sharp knife backwards, and Justin reacts, doing a cartwheel. One guard is advancing towards them as another is coming over the ledge. The sharp knife catches the closest one in the eye as he falls backwards, bumping his partner off the roof. Amidst the closest one's fall, his helmet catches the lip of the roof and his neck forward and breaks his neck. Jesus. What the hell? Justin hushes as he notices the lifeless guard body. He circles over to the roof and sees two bodies. The first guard who had the phone and the new one with his neck severely mangled. Puzzled, Justin asks, how the fuck are you doing that? That's like four people who've broke their neck now. Okay. Lonnie leads into the ventilation area as Justin catches up. It's wide enough for two people to crawl side by side. The first area they pass seems to be some sort of lab. Wait, wait. Justin halts. He looks at the chalkboard between the vent grates and can try to make out something between the beakers and Bunsen burners. It appears we're trying to merge adenosine triphosphate with GABA molecules, like a controlled substance in the water. What's that mean? Lonnie prompts. <laughs> Justin shakes it off. Man, who the fuck cares? They continue down the slope that narrows where they have to follow one by one. Many twists and turns what seems like the perimeter of the building. At this point, they wonder if they have gone in circles. The further to the center, the sound gets louder as though there's a central fan that's aerating the compound. Certain ventilation chambers move to occupy patterns, or at least that's what it seems. The crawl becomes challenging as Justin and Lonnie have to crawl over gaps that open or drop to allow gusts. They have to raise their voice to hear each other. I can't tell, but this seems to be on a timer. Justin holds his hand back, pointing forward with the other one. What? Lonnie, unable to hear. I said these shafts. They, they seem to be on a timer. I've never seen such a thing, Justin says louder. Lonnie attempts to crawl forward towards Justin, past the gap. Justin just cleared. He holds his hands out with more force to direct Lonnie to stay back. Hold on, it's on a timer, I think, Justin screams. Just then, the panel opens, and a sucking wind begins to pull Lonnie down. Lonnie falls into a hole built into a ventilation system that seems to be too high to climb back out. He uses his arms to maintain being sucked down as his flip-flops are pulled through the bottom grate past what seems to be the, the large fan. The grate closes and he tries to call back up. Justin can barely hear a thing even after the closed grate muffled the exposed sound. Justin has to wait for the panel to open back up to attempt to save in grace. Lonnie feeling claustrophobic knowing what it's like being stuck in a hole from previous missions. <laughs> Trapped in there, there's the side grates that open up, exposing fluorescent lights peeking through. The light are hot, bouncing off the metal pipes, reflecting onto his bare feet. Ah, oh, come on, Lonnie, ready to give up. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, select a tool. At random? Uh, any tool. Just give me a tool. I'll go at random. A uh, picture of Matt Reif. Justin pulls out a picture of Matt Reif from his kill kit. He figures... He'd attempt to break the oscillating panel to save Lonnie. If this doesn't work, fuck it, he'll just leave him. Somewhere below on an unknown floor, an elevator opens up, releasing a foul odor as John falls out, gasping for air. Oh, fuck you, man. John whimpers, crawling as though he had just swam to land. Jeremy defends. I can't help it, it's my ulcers, they flare up sometimes. 
They hear a rumble on the, in the ventilation system and another rumble that seems to shake the floor. Jeremy already feeling weak from the amount of activity and John just trying to catch his bearings. A large Russian guard turns the corner with muscles coming off with more muscles, standing at least seven feet tall. Jeremy looks up shaking. Ah, oh, fuck. Muggle Buckle up, it's gonna muggle. get bumpy. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> John minds the notion and looks to the side, noticing the beast of a man standing ready in a heavy breath. Going against his best decision, John opens his mouth. What the fuck are you looking at? Bitch. <laughs> uh, yeah. The Russian picks up a sprint like a charging rhino as John digs through his kill kit. Uh, random weapon. John pulls out a lockpick <laughs> and he tries to defend off this train. Before the Russian boulder can reach him, a flip-flop shoots through the vent at a bullet speed, gashing his face. Jeremy and John try to gain to their feet, piecing together what just happened. They all look at the flip-flop. I think we just got first blood, John states. The bloody guard roars even more pissed off and turns his attention towards Jeremy. He reaches down, grabbing Jeremy by his neck as Jeremy can feel his heart skipping beats. Back in the ventilation system, after a few cycles of opening and closing grates and panels, Lonnie was able to see a control room from the view of the side grate. He caught a glimpse of a young scrawny guard pulling buttons and turning wheels just feet away in the bird's nest control center. The above ventilation goes right over it, but Lonnie was trapped. Lonnie closed his eyes and for some reason had a vision of John saying, use in case of emergency. That's it. That's fucking it. There wasn't much time until the next polling cycle and he can hear Justin still working open the top panel with the Matt Rife picture. Lonnie reached <laughs> into his kill kit and pulled out a ribbon wrapped porno magazine. Justin managed to peel the panel up and Lonnie shouted, use this. Throwing the magazine upward, Justin catches it. Glad to see Lonnie still holding strong. He makes out what Lonnie had just said in his head and looks at the magazine. I don't have time for this now, Justin belts. No fucker, throw it down the vent up that way. Lonnie commands pointing towards the bird nest command center. Justin wastes no time and hops over trying to do a cool move, but that didn't work out. <laughs> Yet he still made it to the vent. The sound of the ventilation system starts to rise again. As Lonnie braces one more time, he watches as the grates open, giving him front row shaft to the magazine lands in eyesight of the kid. His attention is immediately heightened as the kid steps away from the controls, grabbing the porno magazine. That's right, take it, you pimply fuck. Yeah, yeah, Lonnie says excitingly. The ventilation seems to come down to a steady pace as Lonnie notices the kid's pants come down as well. <laughs> you okay? Justin shouts down. Oh fuck, get me the hell out of here. Lonnie disgusts that as he reaches his hand up. Justin unable to reach still, unstraps his kill kit and lowers it like a rope. Lonnie grabs onto it, tries to climb up, pushing his sore bare feet against the wall of the vent shaft. The tugging back and forth dropped an open bottle of pills that got sucked down at a lower pace. What the fuck was that? Lonnie said. All the while, John and Jeremy are trying to fend off the Russian bear in an underground area. John stands watching it as this specimen pins Jeremy to the wall. Lonnie, select a random weapon. A Bible and a suicide note. <laughs> Jeremy, feeling futile, pulls out a Bible and a suicide note and just ever so slightly bops the assailant. Uh, what the f <laughs> You got it? John asks, not wanting to get involved. With his windpipe being compressed, Jeremy utters, Fuck you, John. <laughs> Let me know when you want to tag out, John Pesters. Fuck you. Jeremy says once more as he can feel his heart giving out, his eyes bulging, nearly rolling back. Jeremy hears a trickle, warning if that's the last few beats of his heart, as he can hear his blood rushing in his ears. 
something comes dancing through the vents as an assortment of heart pills shoots out, one landing in Jeremy's mouth. As he can feel the absorption nearly on contact, he chokes it down, filling his throat open up and his heart steady. The pills must have bonded with the experimented water from the pond. Jeremy regains composure and grabs the Russian hands. He kicks him in the chest, which seemed to have had an effect. Just then, Jeremy has the bright idea. He reaches into his back of his pants, grabbing a glob of moist fecal matter and smears it into the face wounds of the giant. The giant seemed disgusted, drops Jeremy as Jeremy falls and scurries towards John. The giant Russian guard screaming raises his head. Oh fuck, what's up with your face? John announces. His lips and eyes are swollen and puffy, his tongue becoming enlarged and hives are almost immediately blanking at his body. The guard falls to the floor, shallowing his breath to a halt. John and Jeremy stand there watching. They've seen this movie before. The bad guy always gets back up, right? Wrong. Jeremy's diarrhea had traces of nuts, which mainlined into his bloodstream, an immediate and severe allergic reaction killing the big guy. John and Jeremy make their way to the only door at the end. As soon as they open it, armed guards pointing large weapons at them. They have a checkmate. John and Jeremy raise their hands. At the center of these men is a man in a suit. So you are the two killing my men. I expected more, the suited man says. Oh, hey, that's the guy we're supposed to kill, John mentions with a smile. John, will you please shut the fuck up, Jeremy threatens. The suited man continues. How is it the two of you have single-handedly taken out 30 of my best men? John adds, uh, I thought it was about one each, plus tons of fun back there. A guard barges in. Sir, these have to be the guys who keep shitting everywhere. We found these clean underwear just beyond the compound wall. Amongst a few more casualties, they also shit in their own car. John squeezes in. For the record, I didn't shit anywhere. <laughs> I, I did not shit anywhere, please. Jeremy interacts. Those are my underwear. I'm going to need those. The suited man takes the underwear from the guard as he never removes eye contact with Jeremy. He tosses it ever so slightly a few times in his hand as he goes to smell the whitey tidies. Do you want these back? I do, actually. Jeremy states. What kind of weapon is this? Suited man asks. Jeremy follows. Weapon? They're not a weapon. The suited man more directly. You expect me to believe this? Why do you want this so bad? Jeremy almost embarrassed. Isn't it obvious I shit it myself? John digs. I fucking told you you shit it yourself, dude. John, shut the fuck up. Jeremy fuming. Restrain them. The suited man demands the guards. The guards approach and restrain John, but nobody really wants to touch Jeremy as he stands there in what one would call an adult blowout. We can, <laughs> we can hear a bit of chatter amongst the guards. They're the ones who killed the Volkabitsta. The uncomfortability in the room rises as they seem to let John be. The suited man feels slighted by the insubordination. I'm your target, huh? How do you expect to kill me? Suited man asks. Actually, we didn't have a plan, did we? Jeremy says as he looks to John. John sarcastically. Oh, can I talk now? What are you like married couple? Suited man insults. Oh, fuck you, John posters. Suited man grabs a pistol from a guard and points it at John. I don't like this one. A rumbling Sounds is heard right. <laughs> crashing. <laughs> a rumbling is heard crashing coming closer as the cursing ball of clumsiness comes breaking through a large vent. Lonnie and Justin smack to the floor. The suited man whips his head around to see what the noise was, and in that motion, ends up snapping his own neck. <laughs> as well as a few of the guards. 
Justin sees the whole thing and blurts, What? Why? I don't fucking get it. The remaining guards drop their weapons and start to scatter. Take it easy, take it easy. We don't want any trouble. A guard presses a button, revealing. A guard press for God. A guard presses a button, revealing a gust of steam around a glass case with an October 1996 Playgirl starring Shawn Michaels laying in mint condition. That's mine. Jeremy jumps to it. As mine? The, yes. <laughs> as the four friends made their way out of the compound, they couldn't help but feel a sense of pride and accomplishment. They had successfully completed a mission that had seemed impossible at first. They had worked together flawlessly, not really, using their unique skills to complement each other and achieve their objectives. As they made their way back to their safe house, they couldn't help but laugh at their own clumsiness at times, but they knew that their teamwork was tactful and skillful. They triumphed in the end, just like in their favorite video games, they have proven to themselves and each other that they were more than just a group of friends who loved playing games together. They were a team of highly skilled operatives who could take on any challenge that came their way. I feel like there needs to be like operational. But yeah, anyways, sorry. I, I thought this was going to be a lot more like, I, don't know, I feel like I need to add like some music to it. Maybe oh, it would be in it. Oh, well, yeah. John added the sound Yeah, effects. I was trying to add sound Appreciate effects. It. As we Appreciate it. I, I'm glad that I uh, shit my pants a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I'm just a horny son of a bitch, apparently. I, yeah, I totally forgot to use the curved room for your boobs and stuff like that. So when I went on vacation, I had yeah, the idea you did. to... You wrote this. <laughs> oh, no, no. I actually Where the wrote fuck this. did you go on vacation? Colorado Springs writing this. Oh, I didn't write it at all until like what I started about two weeks ago. I only got like the first part of like where we ended up at the rendezvous point. And then just last night or no, two nights ago is when I pretty much wrote out the rest of it. I'm like, this is stupid. This can be easily be a movie script or something like that. But I figured I'd exercise my writing my and then incorporate into like some sort of game i thought these were going to be like really fun which they were like when you guys were explaining your weapons i'm like how can i see that happening in this situation and in this situation it's like i wanted you guys to explain how you would go through certain things but since it's long i figured i'd just rush through it but yeah that's my topic i'm sorry that was fun uh -huh. yeah Lonnie's stupid face. My stupid neck breaking but he face. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Everybody was just dropping because, like, almost well, every kill was a neck break except for John's two kills or Jeremy and John's kill, and the the uh, nut allergy guy. <laughs> yeah, I don't have nuts in my poop, by the way. He has a nut in his poop. <laughs> Ew. All right, thank you. Somebody hey. nodded in his butt. If you enjoyed this podcast, well, that's not all. Stay tuned next week for the continuation of this episode, whenever these things come out. Shalom.